Eternal Dirtles is sponsored by Patreons like yourself. You can join us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yo. This ox mythic is cray. It's come to break the fucking game. Fuck what Bentham's reveling. It ain't about Oko's venison. Yo, Forsyth. Yo, Lauer. Hey, Rosewater. Ox gon' give it to you. Fuck the cage. The lions can go home. Ox is coming to claim. Legacy as its bitch. And that's the deal. Delve us for noobs. Escape is real. Discard your cards to the yard and pray. That ox flashing back shit's judgment day. Beyond death, where he coming from? He'll do it again. Treasure cruise, fucking child play. What's Watsy thinking? This ox is the enemy. Doesn't matter if it dies. He's discarded. Escapes the vicinity. Exile eight cards. Fuck your tears. This oxy and red is my magic mirror. Damn! Wow! Holy fucking cheese! Pay red, red, then draw three OP! Ox is here to change the game. Stupid fucking tribe, you know shit's insane. Rosewater! Then we draw three cards. Magic is so hot, it's such a recall. Ox gon' give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. Ox gon' give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. First they hit the yard. Then you draw three cards. Magic is so hot, it's such a recall. Ox gon' give it to ya. He gon' give it to ya. Ox gon' give it to ya. He gon' give it to you. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nate Gully and Phil Bleckman. Nate, Phil, how's it going, guys? Pretty great. Pretty Feeling good. great. Feeling good. Great, great. <laughs> You're making fun of me. I got up at like 5 o'clock today, and like, my wife was at the gym, and my kids were asleep, and I... Like unloaded the dishwasher and got breakfast ready and was just enjoying some quiet time. Better man. Dude, I, I, I just don't. I don't know how to feel. I I'm like, I'm sleeping up Delvers. <laughs> I uh, woke up at eight and I didn't hit the snooze button. I literally said, "Please stop this with this alarm and it's and wake me back up in an hour." Good work. <laughs> did, did your phone listen or whatever it is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I woke up at like 9.15. <laughs> That's the kind of monster I am. Um, anyhow, I'm pretty excited about the Grand Prix this weekend. Yeah. I, what events are you doing? Uh, I'm just going to play in a bunch of legacy and vintage side events. And um, uh, I might throw down for uh, a couple of – I mean – Maybe not vintage because I actually have to have real power for those. Um, but uh, I can play uh, what's it called uh, old school because I have almost everything I need for old school. Wait, they require real power for side events? For vintage, yeah. <laughs> is there a vintage side event on the calendar? Because it's sanctioned. Is there a vintage side event? I'm sure that like you know they're pickup events at the you know I'm, I'm sure they're. I would be, be shocked. Like there was two there was two legacy side events a day, so you're not going to play a bunch. Yeah. How does any vintage event fire? Yeah, I don't know. They they have them occasionally. I mean, they might maybe they won't have them this time. I've I've played well, vintage side get, events. I, I assume you meant you're going to get to play like with people, like you know. I mean, also I, I, also that you know. Yeah. I'll try playing some some games with folks. If it's anything like the the Magic Fest that was just here in Austin, like it's just you know there's like. Not a lot going on legacy wise, but I actually kind of like that. You get to look at all the vendors and stuff. 
and you're not like under pressure to do stuff and you get to, you know, maybe you play one thing but you see people and you jam games it's fun yeah i mean that's that's what i'm there to do is just to hang out um maybe pick up some cards sell some sell some stuff i don't need anymore yeah that yeah. was that felt so good man i sold so many cards in, in austin just felt great like didn't even buy new cards i was just, just excited to, to pop just money. made money I wish I was going to be there. I got to be there in New York ne- the week next week. <laughs> it sucks. I like uh, for work, but you know, gotta get, get up early, man. Get, get, get up early. <laughs> yeah. Well, I played a lot of Legacy this week, guys. Dude, let's talk about Ops. Yeah, let's talk about the. Let, so let us talk about the Ops. <laughs> Escape's pretty busted, right? Like, have you seen these Underworld Breach decks in action? I've not yet. Yeah. I'll, all, I've, all I've the only, breach decks are they're they're so they're so sweet. I've only heard things. It's what kind of you weird heard? because they're like you really have to resolve underworld breach, but boy, is that card <laughs> something else? Dude, the the coolest thing about that I saw with underworld breach that it didn't immediately click because there are so few effects like it was uh, when you breach and you just keep you like continue to fill up your yard with brain freeze or what have you that the cards that go into the yard also have. The escape clause, yep. which means that this is this is like the first time where there's been like the past in flame style effect where counter magic is actually really good because it's not it's not like past in flames where they gain flashback. You can alt cast your shit. Yeah, the pact of negations are showing up. So you can just be like, all right, well, I flipped the force of will. So if I, you know, in response to your thing into whatever I need to counter, OK, brainstorm and then, you know, pitch a blue card. Yeah. Pretty um, hot. Yep. I um. What was I gonna say? I played. I've, I've played against him a couple of times. Like I think the best one is the one that plays white. Um, for reclamation. Be, for reclamation to fairy silence. I saw an enlightened tutor. It was cool. Um. I also played against like a deck that I was pretty. I'm pretty sure it was just like an ant deck, but with an underworld breach instead of a. Second past in flames. Ooh. Jesus. And I mean, I was like, that that just seems like a good idea, right? Because like it's only two mana, but it but you're you don't fill your graveyard quite as fast, and it sort of makes you put a brain freeze in your deck, just you know for those for those lines, and that might be good or it might be bad, you know. Um, I think like it when the the more. I mean, granted, it's it's off to graveyard hate, and you have to figure out the way to pivot. But the idea that you know you can just have this, like brain freeze, is just what two mana draw three storm. It it makes all the mana. It makes all your mana too, because you use you use the cards in your graveyard as mana. Yeah, two mana draw three plus infinite ritual. Like pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, and then uh, Chase Hansen Strifo was talking to me about, um, and I mean, a couple other people, not just me specifically, but he was talking about how he played in his uh, Dak deck, the Euro Titan of Nature's Wrath, or Uro. Uro. And that was the one green and a blue one uh, that you draw a card and gain three life as its trigger. Um, and I guess his deck can escape it pretty easily. But like he's, you know, he's like, he said he tried that and the Ox of Agonis, and he thought Euro was just better for his deck. Um, 
But um, well, yeah, he also likes playing the uh, the escape remove a card from your graveyard. Yeah, he was playing the yeah whatever that card called clean to dust. Clean to dust. So escape <laughs> escape is such a sweet. It's actually a pretty sweet um, mechanic. Uh, I just like you know mechanics like that that make you sort of solve a problem, you know. Um, like solve a problem in that like getting cards into your yard. <laughs> well, there's a little bit there's a little bit of juice there, right? Like you know, it's still it's still using up a resource, you know, because you can't just like escape stuff in perpetuity, and you can't always escape things, you know, things like that. Hey, dude, so. you know how I feel. I think it's great to you know keep keep. Uh, Putting mechanics into legacy that turns your uh, fetch lands into lotus petals. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> we need more. We don't have. We don't have yeah. enough. We only have two. So I played a lot of blue red phoenix with four ox, and it and was sweet, wasn't it? It. I mean, it's sweet. <laughs> it really is. It's a little bit like. Um, it's it's a little bit more feast or famine though. I guess the other card, the card that I just replaced was like straight up Terramander, and while Terramander's fine, it's not like it's so special that I'm like, oh man, I really wish it was a Terramander. We kind of just don't have any either. I don't I don't know what else to do with the deck right now. You know, yeah. it's got 16 cantrip effects if you count Faithless Looting, and then the Thought Scours in addition to Brainstorm and Ponder. And then it's got like it's like all quads. It's like four Delver, four Phoenix, four Ox, four of all the cantrips. Four bolt, four fours, four days, and then like the change, like which is like I think I have like two gut shots and is that charm? And I use is that charm just because I wanted an extra discard effect, um, more than I wanted like you know like it's discard and removal and a counter spell. I've played it so many. I've played that card quite a bit in these Phoenix decks, and it's like never quite as good as you want it to be. But like there's not really again like not really a better idea that I can think of. So, um, it's been pretty good. Like if <laughs> escaping an ox is busted. It just, there's just no way around it, dude. When uh, when people try to grind and you are the one who gets to play treasure cruise and they don't, yeah. it feels really good when you're just like, all right, cantrip a bunch, cantrip a bunch, uh, replay the ox, discard the arc light that you just cantripped into your hand, and then play another thing and then bring that and then uh, bring back the arc lights. Will you be able to get this card this weekend? You think arc lights or uh, I mean uh, oxes? Yeah. Well, I had pre-ordered them because I couldn't believe how low they were going for. They're like up oh, to like you pick uh, up Channel Fireball? ten bucks or something like that now, right? They're under. They uh, were like seven bucks. They were like seven bucks, and I couldn't believe it. I could not, could not believe how low that was. It it it, it still blows my mind that people think that this is a, is is the power level of six dollar cards when it has uh, who gives a fuck creature type and is a mythic. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, it, it, it's one of those. Well, I can talk some more about the other. I just want to know if you're going to get a chance to play the Arclight deck this week. This week, uh, I I doubt that any of the pre-orders I I get will be shipped to me in time. You should have had it for event pickup. <laughs> I di- I just didn't even think about it. I wonder if they even do that for pre-orders. They might not be able to do that, but yeah. Oh um, uh, yeah, Ox is actually only eight dollars right now. Yeah, that's wild. That is. Uh, but that that's is it's from what I saw, it was going up. Uh, but we'll see. Every time I look at it, I just see a a. a Big old gif of Stephen A. Smith going blasphemous. Blasphemous. <laughs> so um, I played that in a few leagues. I streamed it on uh, Monday during the on the holiday, 
and uh, it was it was okay. I went like three two like pretty much every time I played it. Um, then I tried after talking to Chase, I tried playing uh, Bug McFit with with Uro, and that was basically like you'd expect. Actually, one of the one of the games I lost was really sort of illustrative of what I could have done. That would probably would have been better. The player had like an Elvish Reclaimer and a Ancient Tomb. Mm-hmm. At least one ancient tomb, and then a bunch of Elvish claimers. They didn't. I don't, they didn't have. They didn't have dark depths that I saw, but they also had Dryad of the Elysian Grove. This is in Legacy, so I know I, t- I also played Vintage Ox Survival and got destroyed by Dryad. But anyway, but they had it in Legacy, and they were able to like fetch up the ancient tomb, ramp out the um, the Dryad, and I was like, oh, that makes that gives you all the colors you need to escape your your thing, right? Yeah. And then you don't have to play Veteran Explorer, which is... I don't want to say... It's, it's not, like, any worse or better or worse than it ever is, but it's, you know, I don't think you need to play it. Like, Elvish Reclaimer for Ancient Tomb is pretty good ramp, like, at this point. And if you just fix all... Then you just fix all your mana with the Dryad off Green Sun Zenith, and they had all the same cards I did. They had, you know, Brainstorm and Ponder and stuff, too. So, um... So the Nick Fit deck didn't go so well. I only played one league with it. And then I just couldn't get enough of drawing cards, so I built Red-Green Oxvine. <laughs> and I started with, like, oh, actually, I even started even before all the Phoenix stuff by playing the Rug Oxvine deck with um, Bizarre Trade Mage and uh, Hedron Crab and Exploration, like you suggested, Phil. Yeah, how'd that go? I would again. It's like okay. It's like I. I don't think we. I don't think we've quite cracked the code on it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's a better Hedron Crab deck than Hogak, but it might. It might just be because like or better. You know. Or I don't know if you want to like draw and discard or you want to self mill. It's kind of weird. Like with Hollow One wants you to draw and discard, but Ox and Vengevine are more like self mill. So they're not really the same plan. If that makes sense. Yeah, I also think that with these types of decks too, the one of the issues is most of these decks at first glance when we are building with new cards is we try and streamline the deck to optimize it so it just always does what we're intending it to do. And then that leaves it as a just plan A deck and it has no plan B. Yeah. And so once one if that plan A is shut down, the deck just has nowhere to go and then that's where a lot of losses will come from. Yeah. Where it's like when you look at the Hogak deck, you're like, okay, well, the plan is to turn to Hogak every time, but it has the plan B of alter dementia comboing people out. Yeah. So it's like. But neither of those plans are any good against a Leyland of the Void, you know? That's really what, what, what I think, you know, these, these other decks might have as an advantage is that, like, um, you can just, like, play one of your other enabling creatures right off the top a lot easier yeah. than Hogak. <laughs> but you literally can't play Hogak without a graveyard. So, and then, you know, so it's got like fewer dead cards, but it's not as explosive. And the question is like, if that is, that does anything for you. Um, I'm going to keep working on it because the red green deck. Now I played the red green deck. I played it in the practice room just to see, like you said, if it was functional and like, I lost the first match, but like to like a really hard control deck, like with mana leak, like down to like mana leak, had like mana leak in it. (laughs) And I, I don't think they had terminus or anything. It's just like counter everything. And then play a Planeswalker. And they also had, like, um, Archmage's Charm, and they stole one of my Basking Root Wallas right after I pumped it with the Archmage's Charm. Like, that hurt. 
Um, but uh, so I lost that, and then I played against Storm and managed to win both games because, like, I just made up. Because, like, you know, it's funny because in the game one against Storm, like, if their hand is reactive and your deck doesn't react, because my deck doesn't really react, you know, it just dumps stuff in the graveyard. If you can, like, make 12 power on the first couple turns, probably just win while they're, like, trying to set up. Um, yeah, it's, so, it's uh, good against Rug for that reason, because it's just like, um, you've got a bunch of guys. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know? Well, it's also yeah. that the guys, are, the guys are really thick. The guys are big, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about, like, turn one, you know, Vengevine with a hollow one back up and so it's like four on the first turn and then like fetch ponder and then like take another eight and then like then um uh you know ad nauseum's off the table so you take it away one of their avenues to victory right yeah so that's how you win game one and game two you just win because no one plays around mind break trap <laughs> i have mind break trapped a lot of people recently i put it in the in the rug deck too um like just because I, michael mapson uh who's a player like a northeast player was talking on twitter like yeah you just mind break trap everyone like right through a veil and the veil counts as the spell which is even better um so anyway so then i took it into a league and i went four and one in the league uh like beating storm again like in with four in four games like 202 storm the only match i lost was to miracles and i don't think that's solvable um just because like your plan is basically to vomit stuff onto the board and that just plays right into Terminus. Yeah, when you're when you're playing those kinds of like your your deck is built to extend, and yeah. that's that's where Terminus it, Terminus is the card that wants to fight on that axis. Yeah, and like because they can remove your stuff from the game, um, a lot easier. Like it's hard to get you don't get stuff in your graveyard. Um, but anyway, so I did that. And I was like really excited, and then I went one and four in the next league, but it was really close. In fact, I'd like to talk about one game I had against Death and Taxes. Where I drew 50, that's 5 0. I drew 50 cards in Jesus. game three. And all I needed was one more, one of my, my braid, and it turned out to be third from the bottom because I had to kill a batter skull. And I couldn't race the batter skull. Um, but if I had found the braid in my top 50 cards, I would have won. You know? Like, it was, def- it was definitely like two mana untapped with no more ways to draw cards, 10 cards in my deck, and, uh, they attacked me to, to die. You know, like they killed me with like the with the batter skull. So, because um, it was on a flicker wisp over, so it went over my whole team. Um, but another thing that happened in that game that was funny was that I attacked. I attacked with two hollow ones. Like I knew they had the batter skull, and I was just trying to like get it off the table. So I attacked into their board of giver of runes, stoneforge mystic. They put the hollow one in. Or, I'm sorry, they put the batter skull in and blocked the hollow one, tapped the giver of runes to give the germ token protection from colorless, and the batter skull fell off. Nice. <laughs> I was like, wait, what just happened? I still have my guys. <laughs> and then I realized what had happened. It took me a second. And then I realized I should have been attacking with my hollow one into the batter skull a lot sooner. Because it basically it was one of those situations where they, like, I was digging like crazy to find this this abrade because I'd use my ancient grudge and I'd use my force of vigor and I had one more piece of artifact kill in my deck and it's the abrade right and it's pretty up op- like they don't know that it's an abrade they could be another ancient grudge or whatever right but they just know I'm digging for the artifact hey yeah. so they have five lands so they're just not basically they're just not tapping out for the batter skull 
they know and I, and I wasn't attacking because I was like, well, they're just going to put the batter skull in and gain a bunch of life and then have a batter skull on the table that I can't deal with. Right. It turned out I should have been attacking with the hollow ones the whole time because of the colorless thing. And I probably would have won even without finding the abrade because it wouldn't have, I would have been able to raise the batter skull if I'd started racing it earlier. Um, but I didn't. Um, so that happened in the second league, and then I played the third league and went two and three, where I just basically got comboed into the Stone Age. Like I won a game, I won game one against Show and Tell, but basically the way I told you, like made twelve power on turn one, and you know they didn't they didn't cast Show and Tell, you know. But then the other two games they cast Show and Tell. Um, so it's like, you know, some of those things you kind of just like be like, I don't know if this is a solvable matchup, and the question is whether or not it's worth playing the deck because it just like it's really good. I mean, it's good in, in certain situations. It's got four basic lands, so you just get those out against Delver, and that kind of shuts off their plan. And you start—I mean, chain, once you start chaining Ox of Agonist and Season Pyromancer, you just your board is huge, and you've got so many cards. You've seen so much of your deck; it's crazy. I can't believe I drew 50 cards in the game. That's <laughs> yes, yeah, ridiculous. That might be the most cards I've drawn like in a fair deck ever. <laughs> you know, if you want to call this deck fair, just because it doesn't like. It's red and green. I mean, Let's, are you the person who has like have you played more Taiga than anybody else in Legacy ever? No, because a lot of people are specialists in like lands and stuff. And there are people. Yeah, we used to leave up like three Taigas in a deck. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I don't know how many Taigas are in lands. Well, like not three. It's hard. It's. I mean, I thought Veil of Summer is like a big boost for Taiga. Like you don't, you don't lose to Storm as easily, you know. Yeah. Um, but Show and Tell is funny. just like unbeatable. Basically, if your deck has Forest in it, Show and Tell is really hard to beat. I forget who told me that. Maybe it was one of you guys. That's like an axiom I live by. Like, if you have Forest in your deck, you're never beating Show and Tell. So. Yeah, I, I mean, you need to put Forest in your sideboard. Yeah, yeah I feel right. like it's it's a similar concept with like if you have Forest in your deck. You're probably going to lose to uh, submerge. Yeah, well, probably. Like, um, but that was it. I played all those decks. I played a lot of leagues. I did, you know, average-ish in results. But you know, I really just loved. I'm just addicted to exiling this ox and drawing three cards because it's 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 it feels so good. It's treasure cruise. It's treasure cruise. It's just treasure cruise all over again. It's so funny that like they they were like yeah you know what we need to do we need to do red red which is a horrible casting cost to have and it's got to be escape eight and it has to be exactly pay two red and eight cards you can't like fiddle around with the mana cost or pay like three or four for it um, but treasure cruise being a common versus this card being a mythic, <laughs> no mythic. But, like, this, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I get it also because like oh this is also a body but the body is so so much less relevant than the fact that you just get to reload. Yeah. Like, obviously it's good. Like it means that your, your threat density, you can also like as one of your threats, but here's, here's one thing for you to deal with. Like this will kill you if you don't like, even if you draw, yes, it is. It is. It is a threat. (laughs) Yes. But well, it's funny. It's funny too. Like with, with the, with tender wall and like wild cancer in my, in my deck, um, you know, I cast this from hand all the time on like turn two, turn three, like, Turn one Tinderwall, like, um, 
Dude, when I was playing the blue, the blue, blue red Phoenix deck, I would if we, if we were going deep, there were times where I was actively going. I don't even want to mill the ox. I just want to draw it and cast it. Yeah, you could, you could get five. You could get five lands in play. Like it's not nothing. And you know, and if it, <laughs> what do they do? Counter it. It goes to the graveyard. <laughs> you just get it next turn with three mana open. Yeah, graveyards get big, especially if you're like trying. And they like you know things hurt. Tormod's crypt hurts, and Leyline of the Void hurts, and Rest in Peace hurts. But you know, you have other. All these decks are have other plans and then that just means the fail case on this is it's a five mana four two that draws three yeah i was gonna ask what 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 you think is the the way to have the decks that are so heavy on the graveyard like that like what's the pivot plan like where do they go post board well the decks i've been playing the pivot plan is really just cast guys like you you try and, and you basically like go on well let's put it this way i played against i want to say grixis delver and they resolved three surgical extractions, and I won the game because you just overload it, right? They extracted, I think, Vengevine, Hollow One, and and the Ox, and I won with Season Pyromancer. Just like like they they took all those cards out of my deck, so I just drew more Season of Pyromancers, which meant I drew more cards and made more elementals and stuff, you know, and just made such a crowded board, right? Because that's just a straight up draw two for three if your hand is empty, and if it's not if your hand's not empty, you make dudes. You know, um, and then it goes to the graveyard, and then you exile it and make more dudes. You know, um, so like that kind of stuff. It's more like you just kind of like kind of hope you don't get into a into a into a bind. You know, with Leyline of the Void, you see it in play before the game starts, right? So you kind of just like, all right, my plan is to play around the ley line of the void. So I want to make some land drops. I want to just keep stuff in my hand that I can feasibly cast off these land drops. Block with Tinderwall. And they've gone down a card, right? <laughs> huh? And block with Tinderwall. Block with Tinderwall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone definitely did not read a Tinderwall. I forget what they attacked with into it with. Um, it's like a bob or something. <laughs> was it? I think it might have oh, been a bob. And yeah, you just killed it? Bob. I just killed it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. That's so That's good. Because, so <laughs> like, honestly, um, like, I didn't even think of that until you just said that. I was like, yeah, it's, a, it's an O3. It blocks things good. Oh, yeah. You can and you can sacrifice and deal <laughs> two damage to target creature blocks. Yeah. Um, so that's how I beat Leyline of the Void. So it really makes the hard ones to beat are, like, our Tormod's Crypt, Bojukabog, and Rest in Peace, where you don't know when it's coming exactly. Mm-hmm. Tormod's Crypt, you can kind of, like, if they put one down, um, you can sort of be like, all right, like... I got to bait them into activating this and then decide what, I, what's feasible after that. Yeah. Um, bog and rest in peace. Like you just kind of screwed, you know? Um, but less bog than you think out there. Like I played against, I played against loam twice and I don't, I didn't get bog once. Like, I don't know if it's just not in the deck right now or something, but, but then weird things beat you like maze of it. Like maze of it just crushes you. <laughs> like, uh, cause like you can't, you can't remove an eight, eight night of the reliquary. And they just attack with it and then untap it in the end of combat step. So, um, but you know, I, 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 it's, I don't know if that's the best version. I think it's the one that can like really, the question is whether or not it's better than Hogak, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it comes down to, it is like several five threes a game better than something like, I mean, both, both like are a dog to, uh, Swords, but I feel like the ox is better against swords because at least you're getting some value out of it the first time you do it. 
Whereas, well, like, I also Elgad... think it's better. It's easier to play around graveyard hate with, yeah, with exactly. this deck. But I, but also, I don't think it's as raw powerful. As I played a bunch of Hogak and now playing with with the Ox, what I also appreciate is uh, you don't have to worry about Karakas just shutting down your your main plan. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That. But I, uh, I, I also found that people also underestimated how quickly you can churn through your deck with all the cantrips and then uh, Phoenix them. Like I was just closing out because they were just not prepared to suddenly take six in the air immediately. That's now on a two turn clock, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were some people playing, uh, I think Eric Landon streamed it the other day, like the Grixis, the old, the Grixis Phoenix deck, the one that we had Callum on to talk about with now, which was less than a year ago or maybe about a year ago. It seems like it might as well have been, you know, like decades ago. Um, and with the idea of like, you can bury it alive for the ox, right? Um, got stuck in his hand a little bit more than I think he, you know, liked. And it, it does happen. Some like sometimes you just kind of get screwed when you have like a card like that, um, and you don't have a faithless looting. That's why I had like the is it charm in my blue red phoenix deck for the extra discard. Um, but uh, I mean, it, the question is like how bad is the fail rate relative to other decks? You know, like. I can't. I, I even after playing, I want to say like six, seven leagues with various decks with four oxes in them. I'm still not sure. Like you just need to play so much because like little things happen that you don't. You know, you have to learn from. You know, and learn how to play around. I think because the ox, like the payoff of the ox, it's not. It's not quite like Treasure Cruise where you have the alternative of paying three or four mana for it. Like you're either paying five or you're paying two plus eight exiles. So that incentivizes like specific game plans where either it's your top end and you've done a bunch of trading or you're trying to turbo it, but also want to be doing a bunch of trading because the value in ancestraling is you just have more resources than your opponent. So uh, both of those things, though, incentivize either I am trying to grind you into shit or I am trying to just overwhelm you with a fast clock. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, what I learned most from playing the red-green deck was how good Season Pyromancer was. And, like, that's a card that one could consider playing in other decks, you know? Um, like, that's a great grinding card. Yeah, it also, makes like, just, three bodies. just flip, flip, flipping it over. When you just flip it over, it's like, yep, I just have a Lingering Souls in my yard. Yeah, yeah, it's basically like... How much, is, I mean, once, how much does it cost to activate? It's three red red to activate in okay. your yard, but not, like, not again, wonderful, the, the but like a great grinding card is that yeah. like you play it for one red red and then they have three bodies to deal with, and then you make land drops and do other stuff in the meantime, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a deck like yours that always makes me think that the card driven to despair is so close. Which one is that one? It's the split it, card from Amonkhet. Driven. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever, <laughs> yeah. So that's like that the, card, that the front so end close. is whenever your creature a creature deals combat damage, you draw, and then the back end, the aftermath is whenever creatures deal damage, the player discards. Um, yeah, so it's just like a big draw and then a big. It, it, it's just like the mind one twist. of those huge swingy cards that you know this. If, if it goes off, like the game ends. I mean, I, both both ways require you to have a board, but. 
if it's not stable. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. There's like, it's funny. Cause you, you, you sent us your Phoenix deck and you had finale of devastation in it. And I had forgotten that card existed. Finale of promise. Finale, finale of promise. Sorry. And, uh, and it just tells you like how many cards came out recently. Or, you know, I mean, but this is, oh yeah, this is War of the Spark. This was in 2019. Oh, I thought this was from Ixalan. Never mind. So this is even from 2019. Oh yeah. Everything's from 2019. Dude. If you're playing the cards, the only gar- cards good enough to play are from 2019. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just forgotten this card existed completely, but maybe it's like you revisit it now, you know, like just all these fevers that are going through the format of like, you know, Ren and Six and then, you know, Oko and we'll see how that, you know, continues to develop with, you know, the Miracles deck. Um, I played against someone uh, playing, like, straight-up Grixis control, and, like, it just it just seemed so bad, like, these days, you know? It just seemed so slow and plotting, and they were, like, trying to trade one-to-one with, like, my Vengevines and stuff. Like, just comes back, you know, put a Jace. They put a Jace into play, Fate Seal me a couple times, I still win. You know, like... It's just crazy um, how slow, like, how, how the format's just changed so much, you know, the past couple of years. Yeah, I, I mean... I think, like, they, they, they also have found ways of... There's a bunch of cards that also are just old legacy effects stapled onto to creatures. And that also makes it so, uh, like, the new cards and redundancy of these decks goes up. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even... Like the Dryad of the Elysian Grove, which we talked about a minute ago, right? That's a really good card <laughs> that it really could use like some work, and uh, probably ha- it probably is crazy, you know. I, when I played against it in Vintage, uh, basically people just like were able to use it to loop Gush and Mystic Sanctuary and Time Walk in like a gross way. I couldn't quite figure it out because I just conceded, but like three decks in a row did that. <laughs> yeah. Um. And that's like just what you were saying, Phil. Just like it's a legacy effect, which is exploration, stapled onto another creature, like stapled onto something with, other, with, a, with an even with another secondary effect, you know, of making of making all your lands rainbow lands. Yeah, it's like another secondary effect that's like really good. Yeah, another secondary effect that's like borderline playable, right? What is that? It's um, lands you control are every lands you control are every base of the land type, or every land type rather. Yeah, I'm trying I think to... it's base. I think it's base plan type is what they think. Um, whoever what lands are you control every. Oops. Prismatic Omen. Omen yeah. From Shadowmoor. That's like a twenty-two dollar card. <laughs> we never see. Right. It probably but... went down in price. I mean, it's it's highly played in modern uh, for uh, Scape Shift. Yeah. For the same reasons that Phil, Phil was talking about earlier with Valakit. Yeah, Phil, go through your Valakit theory. I don't think so, it was before we started recording. I was saying that this the the new dryad or the new nymph, it's really good in that the lands decks have just been getting a lot of really nice boons the last all of 2019. So initially, the lands decks. I'm not a lands aficionado, so any of the lands players that are listening, feel free to you know tell me I'm a piece of shit. But uh, the initial plan that lands decks had was we're going to make 2020s. And that was a plan. We're just going to keep rebuilding 2020s until 2020 is good enough. And then Field of the Dead came out, and they were like, oh, well, now we don't have to worry about 2020s. Instead, we can just make a bunch of 2-2s. We can just make 22-2s instead of 2020s. 
and that was totally great. And it's still being played. And then everybody, every land player I've ever uh, seen is just like, man, field good. It's really good. I got to play two. Maybe I'll play three. Maybe I'll play eight. Um, <laughs> and now with the, the new dryad, first off, it's an exploration, which, you know, having copies five through eight of exploration near your deck, I don't think is going to be unwelcome. Right. Uh, it's your best, it's your best card. And it's now that now it's just on a two, four, which is stats that are reasonable enough to not get bolted and not get fatal pushed without work and then not get, uh, and still able to block elks. Uh, but the other side is lands decks are notoriously bad for having really shitty mana bases, right? Despite being the lands deck, like their color fixing is really poor. Uh, and just having this one card make it so that every land in your deck is a rainbow land is excellent. But also, now that every card in your every land in your mana base is a mountain, it means that the one Valakut that you tutor up, once you have six lands, every land after that with a Dryad on the table is a Bolt. So now, if your plan A of 2020s isn't good enough and your plan B of Bunch of Zombies isn't good enough, now with the you can assemble Dryad plus Valakut and just start killing people on the stack. I'm checking the uh, Nick Fit Discord now to see if anyone's put, put the Scapeshift deck back together. But, it's like yeah. like the, the the cost of it's the dryad is a card that the lands players are going to want to play already anyway, and just now having the slot of one Valakut in your deck, which also you know Thespian stage value goes up because you can copy the Valakut. It's not legendary, <laughs> so you you can just get into yep. these ranges where it's like whatever. <laughs> I'm just going to like start bolting down your board or bolting your face or killing your walkers with all these bolts because every land now has a bolt attached to it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's a little bit of discussion about the scape shift Nick fit. Um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that Valakut isn't legendary. Like, Zach, maybe you remember this, or maybe you remember, Phil. Like, wasn't there a thing where they were like, we're not going to do legendary lands anymore? And then they, like, it only lasted through Zendikar? So but, that... Yeah, I, I kind of vaguely remember that. But so I that, remember them saying that they wouldn't last. make they wouldn't make lands anymore that have effects without producing mana. They've they've stuck to that. Yeah, they've stuck to that. Every land produces mana. Every land at least produces color, like Field of the Dead, Task for Colorless. <laughs> you know, just in case. Um, but yeah, and then like so, like Zendikar creeps in. Like I think it's like the only one, like the only thing where it's like these weird places that aren't legendary, other than like Arabian Nights and Antiquities. With, like, you know, Misha's Workshop should be legendary, Bizarre Baghdad should be legendary, just, like, because they're specific places. And Valakut, the mo- Pendril Vale yeah. is not a legendary land. Yes, it is. It is? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, never mind then. You're fired. I'm going to let it go. Tabernacle is. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's he talking about? Um, it was in Legends. So the, it was know. in Legends. So, but then, like, only Zendikar has, it's, it's Valakut and it's, like, whatever the time walk one is, Magosi, the water veil. And there's like three, you know, there's three other ones, Amiria, right. There should most be like, they should be legendary lands. They're not, which I think is hilarious. Um, because it's like just this one, you know, just this one set. And then they, they made a legendary land in, in world wake. One that would actually I, work well is uh ruins of Trokiar. As a legendary <laughs> yeah. land. Yeah. Don't tell me it's legendary too. It's not. It's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it probably should be, right? Evan Stronghold, all that stuff. Like, yeah. Probably Wait. Legend- well, no, ruins of Trokiar, not not a, uh, uh, or flagstones of Trokiar is what I'm talking about. Ruins. Of so that is legendary. Oh, it is. So that's good. It should be. I take it all back. Flagstones is legendary. Okay. Because and yes, yeah, that that trick is a thing that you used to be able to do when you played two flags on your deck. Yeah. Yeah. 
In fact, they used to annihilate each other. Wild. Uh, let's get Phil back on here because he got knocked out real fast. If Phil got knocked out, he's going to come back in. Add him to the uh, – I'm back in. Sorry. There he is. Uh, there he is. I, I'm just, I, I just got to double check here. Flags of Trokes here isn't legendary? Jeez. No, it is legendary. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I was like, that's people just play multiple so they can – Well, I'm 0 for 2 down. on calling out non-legendary lands. But shouldn't Ruins of Trocare also be legendary because it is the, the Ruins of Trocare, but it's not. Yeah, the, no, the, those the Fallen Empire lands aren't aren't legendary. I mean, Academy Ruins is should be a legendary land, right? Is it? Yeah, there it yes. is. Yeah, it is. It's the Academy. Um, it's the Academy, which is also legendary, just like Guys Kratos. Oh yeah. You but yeah, anyway, they, they decided for like one set to not do legendary lands, and they made a legendary land in Worldway because Iwugan is legendary, and then Eldrazi Temple is not legendary, and then now legendary lands have been back. What was the next one? Hmm. <laughs> now, we're, now we're on this like legendary land. Tangent. What after after what? After after um, Iavugan. Oh God! The yeah, next I'm legendary land. Nykthos might have been it. Nykthos probably yeah. Shrine to Nyx. Um. Certainly nothing from uh, uh any yeah there were there were no other legendary lands until Nykthos. Because you had uh, you had Innistrad uh, uh, into uh, Return to Ravnica. None of those were legendary. Gyre Reach Sanitarium is legendary. Oh. That I did not know. But that's uh, that's well that's after. Eldritch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Inventor's Fair is also legendary. <laughs> that's a fun one in vintage. Sometimes people forget that's legendary. And, and they're playing shops, and they, like, play the second one. I think you're going to gain two life a turn for having three more artifacts? I think not. Yeah. That's not the reason they want to put two of them in play. <laughs> um, you want to know what else I want to talk about, though? Sure. As, as like, our, our conversation on Ox wins because the card's great and people sleeping on it need to wake up. Um, I want to talk about Thassa's Oracle. And why oh, yeah. Paradigm Shift is great. Well, Thassa's Oracle is is already seeing some play. Okay, so what's the? Do you remember that that two two wizard that is blue 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 and it's just tap a wizard and you it, it dazes a spell. Patron wizard. Patron, Patron wizard. wizard. Yes. Yeah, I want to play Patron wizard in my Thassa's Oracle deck and then, you know, play Spellseeker, which is also a wizard. Just play Cavern on Wizard. And I just can Spellseeker up my uh, Paradigm Shift and then use all these wizards to just counter shit <laughs> when I have Thassa's Oracle and kill you. That's yeah, you got to get... Do. Well, you got to get the Nyx Lotus to tap for extra mana. You have a lot of Devotion to Blue. Dude, like, the Devotion to Blue is just, like, with uh, when Thassa's Oracle hits the table, you Paradigm Shift, and then they, like, try and kill stuff or do whatever, and you're just like, nah, dude, like, all these dudes are, are dazes sitting on the table that are also part of my devotion and also can do like a, a good opposition impression where you just never get to cast a spell again well that, that's been a deck right hey it's right here on the by the way on the front page of mtg goldfish <laughs> it's in standard but yeah well, I wonder I mean, how you, great yeah um but paradigm shift man for those of you who are going to sleeve up and play paradigm shift as you should uh the way it works is when you paradigm shift for what it's worth do, it, paradigm shift says you exile your library 
and then your graveyard becomes your library. That's it. That, that's what the card does for sorcery. It's, it's one in a blue. The effect of removing your entire library and replacing it with your graveyard costs one in a blue. Nice. No, not for nothing, but you can also play Thought Lash. So now when you <laughs> Paradigm Shift, when you cast the card, the way it resolves is your graveyard becomes your library, your library got exiled, and now Paradigm Shift will be the only card in your graveyard. So don't try and put it back into your deck. You're going to want it in your graveyard. It resolves, <laughs> it resolves and is the only card in your graveyard. But what's Here's great a... is if you start, you can, you can actually loop. Um, if you, uh, you I, I was like, oh man, Paradigm Shift, because I never had played with the card before. And I was like, is there a way that you can just like start looping to deck your opponent? Because if you have two Paradigm Shifts, it's, it's like having the Elixir of Immortality. You'll always have a library. Because, like, let's say you get down to where you have no cards, you just paradigm shift again and put your graveyard back into your deck. Which is the other paradigm shift. <laughs> yeah, so you, if you have two paradigm shifts, it, 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 does, it does that. So, like, you, you, it, you know, if you can just get to the game state where nothing else can happen, you can just demonstrate that you won't deck and your opponent will. I mean, there are so many ways that you can... <laughs> There are so many better things you can do. <laughs> no, I there mean, aren't. Yeah, dude, what, what are you saying? Are you saying? Are you saying Paradigm Shift isn't playable? That's not real life. Paradigm Shift is the most playable. Here's a Thassa's Oracle in uh, the Underworld Breach deck, which seems really cool. Yeah, you just know yourself and then just flash back your Thassa's Oracle. Flash it back, yeah. Who would love, love to flash back my creature? Um, this is the Jeskai deck. Uh, oh, I guess I have to say escape now. You escape it. Escape it. Well, I know. Whatever. It's it's weird. That's a lot of that's a lot of flashback. So they so flashback right is in Odyssey and then again in Time Spiral and uh, Innistrad, right? And that's it until they come up with what aftermath. That's a flashback, and then they came up with another flashback. Embalm. Embalm. That's right. It's another flashback. And then the adventures are kind of like flashback, right? Um, and then this is flashback. They've had like four. They've had four variants on flashback in the last, I guess, three years, right? I mean, well, you're the, always the, saying let people play with their cards, Nate. No, I know. I'm just saying it's it's, it's interesting how long it took just, them to get to like, oh, we can we can put flashback on stuff. Well, it's also I, I find that I I do, I revert back to. Uh, every time something is recurred from the yard that it's being flashback because it's, it's also just easier uh, as you're speaking, it's easier to say, I'm going to flash this back or I'm going to delve this. Whereas I'm going to escape. This doesn't feel quite correct because it feels like the card is escaping, not you are escaping it. I mean, if it's, if it's the, the ox, I'm going to be like, and the ox escapes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to attribute <laughs> the action to the card as opposed to you taking the action, which is not, uh, something that I, at least I'm used to. I'm used to saying I'm going to flash this back. I'm the one that's actively making the, taking the action as opposed to saying the card is taking the action. But the way escape like just works in English, you're just like, all right, well, I have to attribute <laughs> the escape to the card, not me escaping it, because you know, I don't know. That's tangent. Zach. Did either we way, talk, did we talk about playing Stasis? Zach wants to play Stasis. We, we haven't this. we haven't talked about playing Stasis yet, but I'm thinking about building a blue green Stasis deck just just for uh, side events of the Grand Prix. 
Played in one side of it. You only have to play two matches, so that's a good like three hours of uh, game time. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm definitely playing Stasis at the old school event, and I just kind of want to do do it for one, you know, like just I just want to be that guy for the weekend. Stasis in every format. Stasis in every format. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's uh, rude, but I mean, come on. You have the deck built. You got it all set. I just need to get, um, I just need to get, I mean, I, I have the, uh, the, the theory of the deck is built. Uh, I just need to get the, um, green, one green card that makes everything come into play tapped. I forget what it's called now. Root maze? Root maze. That's it. You got the other, what else do you need? Like you got, are you using creatures to untap? Uh, Chronotog, of course. Uh, so Chronotog is, is my like win, win con. Um, You're not going to play like, uh, Quirion Ranger and Birds of Paradise? No, no, I don't want to play like what like instill energy and birds of paradise that kind of stuff. I feel like you just want to like you just want to get to a point where your opponent taps out and doesn't realize that you have like thwart and daze and you just get them that way. Oh, thwart. Yeah, Phil, thwart. thwart in the mono blue dreadnought deck. That was something <laughs> I was thinking about the other day. <laughs> in the mono blue dreadnought deck, dude, I want to play. In, if, if we're talking about mono blue, here's the mono. Okay, here's here's our mono blue deck. Okay, thirty thousand oracles, thirty Fahrenheit ships. <laughs> no, I want to play the like if we're playing the mono blue. No, it's not even mono blue. You want to know one thing? I was thinking with Thassa's Oracle though. I was like, okay, how do I put a plan B into this deck? Right? How am I not just all in on this thing? And what I was thinking about was what if we also package the painter servant combo in here? Now hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. So you know how Painter Servant always just has to concede to Emrakul because you can't mill them? Yeah, but you can mill yourself. You can mill yourself and have Thassa's Oracle. Okay, we're, we're, we're interested. We're intrigued. The audience is now intrigued. Okay, how about this? What color do you name with Painter Servant uh, when it hits in this Painter Servant Thassa's Oracle deck? Well, I'm assuming the answer isn't blue for some reason. The answer is not blue. So what color? What color Red, right? Name? Nah. You just name, you nope. name red and play blue blast. Nope. Green? Yeah. You name green, and then you can green sun zenith for your Thassa's Oracle. Oh. oh. God. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> You're right. You should just there was, a, there was someone in Utah who tried the painter servant green sun zenith deck. How'd it go for them? Not well. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> Turns out if you don't have a painter servant in play, but you have a pen, you have no green creatures. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. My green sun zenith for Uro. That was pretty sweet. Comes into play, you draw a card, gain three life, put a land into play, goes to the graveyard. Next turn, you just escape it out. Draw a card, right. gain three life. All right, here's what we do. You ready? Here's what we do. So we're playing Urza, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're playing Urza. Nobody has explored trying to play Urza Winter Orb. No one has explored that because once you have an Urza in play, you don't need a winner orb to win. Yeah, but like there, it, it is comically easy to deal with the token. Uh, but if you win to orb and lock and lock people down, I, I, I like is there, is there a mono blue deck that's like, all right, I'm gonna play like all of the rocks and then I'm gonna winter orb you, and then painter serving you, and then you can play tribute mage. Tribute Mage is going to find you your Painter Servant and your uh, your uh, Winter Orb Winter there. Orb? 
Yeah, and then, you know, you're like, all right, well, now I'm this mono blue control deck uh, with artifacts and stuff, and then, uh, you know, I'll kill you. <laughs> you know, deck building. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. As you do. I don't know, man. My, what is your? Do you guys have a favorite card in all of the game? Like, your, your favorite pet card? It's, it's probably clearly stasis. It's probably stasis. It might be stasis. It's like pseudo competitive, but like not really. But you, it's like so close all the time, and you're like, this could be a thing. And it was once a thing, so you're like, all right, yeah, maybe I got, I got, I got to continuously go back to it, and you know, lose, go, go two, three in a, in a, in a league before I'm like, all right, this isn't playable, but like I want it to be, and so you always go back to it. Nate, you have that card. My favorite card is Cabal Therapy. So. Like, so, like, actually playable? It's playable. My favorite, I guess, non-playable card would be, like, Lingering Souls. Oh, man, that was once playable, though. Oh, man, how, how, how times have changed. But, like, you found your new Lingering Souls. You found your Pyromancer. Yeah. I mean, right now, I can't get enough of the Ox. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also, like, also, like, I can't get enough of, like, the Vengevine. Vengevine either. Maybe Tinderwall would be that card, where it's like, so such a stupid card, but it's really good. I mean, it's basically a ritual that is a creature. It's like right? ritual with suspend. It's a ritual, well, it's, it's a ritual yeah. that turn, too. Like, I definitely have done, like, turn one, land, uh, Taiga, Tinderwall, Sacrifice, Faithless Looting, pitch, t- pitch two Vengevines, play the Hollow One with the floating mana, <laughs> that's the second creature because Tinderwall was the first creature. Like, that's that's a real play. Um, it's like a ritual that I don't know. It's it, it's only a ritual for red, I guess, and it's in green, so it's not like you could do a lot. I just saw someone streaming the or- I was about to stream the Orcish Lumberjack deck again too. Speaking of things that just like have to be busted, like it's just like here's a free lotus. Here's Every a lotus turn. That attacks. Here's a lotus that attacks. Like you want you interested in that? Dude, if Orca Slumberjack was made now, like Orca Slumberjack says you have to sacrifice a forest or a mountain, right? Just a forest. Just a forest, forest to make red to make mana. Yeah, so so it is red, you have to sack a forest. Now like if they printed a card like that now, it would just say sack a land. Yeah. Well it's it's the flavor on it is great because you sacrifice the forest for red for red because it you burn the wood. Right. Or you yeah, sack, no, or great. you get green because I haven't figured out why. Why do you get green mana when you cut down a forest? Uh, all because the, it leaks the, out. All the wood chips. All the wood chips. Well, they, what they, yeah, they like it turns you turn it into mulch. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, you know what you can do that's insane and stupid is you like turn one Orcish lumberjack, turn two land. Use the Orcish Lumberjack, put the Dryad down. Earn him gin. Make another land drop. <laughs> like, that's a real thing you can do in this format if you really wanted to. Uh, but you'll never beat Show and Tell. Even if you take your forest off the table with, uh, with the Orcish Lumberjack, you'll never beat Show and Tell. Anything oh, else? <laughs> we, have uh-huh. a new, we have a new patron, don't we? Oh, do oh, we? Oh, wow. Let's do... Amazing. Zach, I'm teeing you up and... <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I spilled uh, apple cider on my computer, uh, and so I can't use my keyboard right now, so I can only record, so I, d- I didn't get to check this week. Um, so who, who is the new patron? Is it, I'm looking. Is I'm it looking back now because i got to find it. Sorry. It's, all, it's, it's a no, big no, mystery now. Hold on. I'm going to come in, you, in I, have, I, have, 
I Cody Weatherby I... is our new is our new patron. Cody, Hi, thank you Cody. so much. Uh, if if you're in a position that you want to help help out the show, uh, this is a, a great plug for us to tell you about our Patreon, which is at uh, Patreon.com/slash Eternal Dirtles. Uh, it really, you know, it really helps us uh, continue making content, and uh, it helps us put uh, invest in things like, you know, a new recording a new computer, keyboard. a new keyboard, <laughs> yes. perhaps. You're uh, helping us out, and we're going to help you out because here's the next Dasa Oracle deck, okay? All right, so you have Dasa's Oracle, and you just play all of the counterbalances. Okay, well, so okay. all right, we're on, we're on the we're on the blue pip blue pit pant plan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, I, I actually I did uh, put together like just a straight up blue green uh, Dasa's Oracle deck with High Tide. And your backup plan was you would just do the snap spell spell seeker uh, stuff and then just brainstorm them or brain freeze them. And it was it the was a delight. Plan was just to be the high tide deck that already exists. Yeah, yeah. Your backup plan is just be the high tide deck, but your game one plan is to paradigm shift them. Um, and you but, can play Mana Severance too, man. Well, what I was doing was because Veil of Summer is ridiculous. I was just using my spell seekers when I already had the Paradigm Shift to just tutor up a Veil of Summer, and it was great. There was I, I had a, I had a game where I'm I'm playing against I don't know whatever four color snow control nonsense whatever, and I Paradigm Shift, but I had too many cards in my graveyard to Thassa's Oracle for the kill, so I had to wait. But I, I, I knew all of the contents that were left in my deck, right? Because it was in my graveyard. And so it's shuffled, but I, I know what is left in my deck. And so I knew that at that point, after I had Paradigm Shift, that all of the counterspells that were left were currently in my hand. Uh, and so I knew that if I could assemble a stack where they had, uh, uh, if they fought enough, where I could then play this Veil of Summer to close out the, the, the counter magic war that I would, with my Thassa's Oracle trigger on the stack, I would be able to Veil of Summer to draw a card to leave it so I only had uh, a one card left in, uh, like an equal number of cards left in my deck for the Thassa's Oracle to be the kill. And it worked. And you haven't lived that high until <laughs> you're playing a jank piece of shit deck with like the insane busted card that not only sweeps everything off of the stack, but also draws you a card for the win. You love anyway. to see it. You love anyway, to it see was, it. It was it was it was a delight. That's it is that exact game that I'm so high on. Thassa's Oracle Paradigm Shift, despite it being fucking bad. Phil's Phil's rant was brought to you by our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, are we sponsored anymore? No, we're not. We're not sponsored anymore. Sponsored only by uh, uh, theepicstorm.com whenever we talk. But only about for our old school. school uh, only for old school. Actually, content, a lot of fun. a lot of last week's content was sponsored by theepicstorm.com, and I didn't mention that. And I uh, I apologize. I um. I never. We have an old school tournament anymore. <laughs> we have an old school tournament coming up here in about a month uh, in San Antonio that I'm really excited for. And I've got to actually probably should probably build and start practicing with my with a with a deck. But. Make sure make sure Brian uh, fronts up that money so we can get that whole cast going. Yeah. Yo, how do we play Future Sight <laughs> in this format? In Legacy, I've yeah. done it. I've done it. I have played Future Sight uh, to yeah. much to my uh, Pox opponent's chagrin. Like I feel like we need to be playing Future Sight now. How do we do that? Why? When you can just play Mystic Forge or. Um, 
what's it called? Uh, ex- experimental Frenzy or Bull of the Citadel. Because I, I still want to be playing Brainstorm, obviously. You can play that with... Uh, with Bolas' Citadel, you can. Yeah. Um, uh, I've seen the some Bugnitric decks that used to play it as like a grind-out card, but um, yeah. the new Future Sight art from Modern Horizons is so weird. Yeah, compared oh, is to... That, is it different than... Is there like three Future Sight arts now? Oh, no, it's the same one from Eternal Masters. Oh, okay. my God, apparently it's been around for quite a while. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that. It goes back to Dual Ducks Jays versus Vraska, where it's like two skulls and then like a baby in utero in a tree. Yeah. That's crazy. Instead of like Ixidor or whatever his name is, just like standing on the ledge of something. Ixidor looks like um, like he's in the cure in this picture. <laughs> yeah. Like he looks like Robert Smith. He's all, boys don't cry. Yeah. <laughs> look at Look at it. You looking at it? No, Hold no, I can't I, do that. I can't look Stretch at it you. because my keyboard is dead. Well, you should have played around Apple Cider, man. It's just, I'm really glad that I didn't have anything else on my desk because I like to put like decks in construction on my desk. This is a this is a like, you know, uh, the the more you know, knowing is half the battle situation. If you have stuff on your desk that could get damaged by you filling stuff onto it, take that stuff off your desk, guys. Could have been terrible. Could All right, been. speaking of taking stuff off your desks, what do you think about uh, just what, what is the way to port the Urza deck from Modern that just got banned into Legacy with all the upgrades? Oh, it's, it's already being done. Yeah, what is, the, what is the current version of that? What's the swaps? Let me see. Urza. Oh, wait. Glasses of Urza. God damn it, there's so many Wait, Urza is somebody cards. playing Glasses of Urza? No, no, I just only typed Urza into the deck search, and now i got to find Urza, Lord High yeah. Artifice. Dude, do you remember when Portent was playable? Still is. Is it, though? I don't know, maybe not. Oh, dude, when are we putting together our Thunderous Wrath Mystic Sanctuary list? Oh, I do have that drafted. This, this is the fun... <laughs> you know, we're still recording. This is the Thunderous Wrath Phoenix deck, right? I've got that with Mystic Sanctuary. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, we'll see if that works out. Um, I've got four Baleful Strix, four Emery, Lurker of the Lock, four Urza, one Leovold, three Oko, four Karn, uh, six Forces, four Chalice, three Lotus Petal, three Opal, four Bobble, four Ancient Tomb, Bayou, Island, Delta, Seed of the Senate, Swamp Trop, Underground Sea, Vault of Whispers. So Vault of Whispers, I'm not counting, of course, like Oko and Mox Opal, uh, but Vault of Whispers... Seed of the Synod, Baleful Strix, Leovold, and Force of Will, and Lotus Petal, and Ancient Tomb. Those are the, right. those are the upgrades. Here's what I want to know. Is, in this list, is Chalice better than playing One Drops? What One Drops would you play? Ponder, Brainstorm, Goose. Okay, so I played against this, and I lost. What, what happened to me? They played a bunch of zero-cost artifacts, and then I ended like an Urza. I may just scoop to an Urza. I can't remember. <laughs> um, oh, my God. You just wish for the Thopter combo with Karn? Karn is so stupid. <laughs> this card does so much. Um, yeah, Karn... Uh, Karn also makes it so that you don't have to play with the the combo in your deck since each piece is really bad by itself. 
Although, Emery, when you have the I, I don't know. I, you 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 work on it. I don't know. This is not this is not the kind of deck I, I can play. I'm just not built for this kind of deck. I don't know, man. If Chalice is actually the way to go, it's never going to get built by me. No, Chalice was in. This has Tezzeret Artifice Master in the sideboard. Is that the fat Tezzeret? The five mana Tezzeret? The five mana, the pluses to create an op, a Thopter artifact to- creature. Zero divination. Let's go. Zero divination. I know. You know what this deck doesn't have? Good cards? I was going to say Fast Oracle and Paradigm uh, Ship. Oh, dude. I mean, you could you could, you could move do it. towards the... You could just take out the, the other combo and put in Painter Servant. You could also just put a Painter and a Servant and a, <laughs> in your board. Stone. <laughs> and a Grindstone in your board. <laughs> painter and a Servant. Um, <laughs> no, Emery, yeah, mills you. Emery gets you a quarter of the way there, right? Yeah, bro. Emery's so good. I mean, Emery, like... If, is there a way, what's the, what is the way that, okay, so what's that, uh, that artifact where you pay blue and you can bounce your own creature? It's like, you, you would be able to like bounce uh, theirs. They spell bomb. What are the spell bombs? No, 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 not spell Curfew? Bomb. It's a, no. Uh, what is, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an artifact that says pay blue and then you can bounce a creature unless it's controller pays one. And so you always just Erratic use Erratic portal. No, I don't. I don't remember what it is. Either way, Crystal it's, it's, Shard. Crystal Shard. It's an EDH card. It's bad. It brings me to my point, though. What is the card that says untap a creature uh, and costs zero? What's just the artifact that costs zero, and you sacrifice it, and you says untap a creature? Is that a card, or are you are you wishing it was a card? I'm I'm hoping it's a card that was printed in. You do know, not think it's a card. Urza's, Urza's something, and just has never seen play. Because why ever would it? And it can be a thing where, uh, if it says sack, untap a creature that with an Urza on the table, it just makes infinite mana with Emery, and then we can kill people. Okay, I'm searching for everything. <laughs> They're all lands, so it's like a type artifact. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get this one. There are three cards where the text includes untap, the converted mana cost equals zero, and the card types include artifact, and they are all silver bordered. Ah, jeez. <laughs> Urza's yeah. contact lenses? Get, got, got by Rosewater again. <laughs> oh, they are awesome. You, you want to know what that, that, that interaction right there was? If ever there was a way to just deduce how I build decks, it's that. What do you want to do? Oh, that's silver border. That's silver border. No, it doesn't. None of them do what you wanted to do. One of them like untapped itself if you clapped your hands. The other two were contraptions. Oh, so I would be very good at clapping my hands, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Urza Thopter Sword, by the way, 11 decks, meta percentage 2.07 on Legacy, on uh, MTG Goldfish. So. Wait, it's 2% of the Legacy field? Is 2% of the Legacy Thopter field. Sword? Or is a thopter sword. It is. It is the same percentage as Infect and the, and Reanimator. So Guys, keep Infect and Reanimator are way better. And I I've, I only play or is a thopter sword. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, what was time for us to be hitting the old dusty trail? Yeah, I think let, I think it's time. Let us know, everybody listening. Let us know what you want Zach and I to play in the legacy side events, and then we'll have content. To, to discuss with you guys, we'll 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 do that. I don't think that, that'll be that'll be great when it comes. This comes out on Monday, so yeah. <laughs> well, you, you can you it. can try and be, uh, <laughs> figure it out yeah, afterwards. Let's, let's, let's put figure it up before. Shift. Let's put it up before and after. Let's let's double this episode. Look, up. Phil, the legacy side events are two rounds 
basically, right? Play yeah, the paradigm you, shift what, deck. What, I want to hear about it next week. What if you just? I, I would just need to get oracles. I could do that, right? Uh, yes, we should, they're only like three bucks. Yeah, I'll do that. Well, I want the I want the the, the extended art because those oh, are like essentially fancy altars. Boy. Those are those are three seventy three. The extended the borders. Oh wait. No, it's got the, the, those things. The extended are like, art is three sixty two, and the regular wait, borders. Wait, what? <laughs> the extended art is is the same price. Where are you looking? Uh, Scryfall is the set's not out yet, right? <laughs> like maybe it'll be more than that. It, it came know. out. Uh, I guess yeah, it does come out like. Let's see. Yeah, uh, pre-release cards fourteen. Uh, variant seventeen dollars. The extension is seventeen dollars. Yes. Yeah, that's bullshit. Why is it that all of a sudden that or the 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 altered showcase whatever, which is just an extension, it's an altered extension, and every time uh, you know you try and sell an alter, they're like, nope, it's worth way less. And now that there's a, a these are altered, worth- they're not damaged. Crazy. Yep. All right, guys. Have a good night. Night. Have a good one. The worst ever design year out of Wizards was 2019 with War of the Spark and Modern Horizons. Silly food tokens, Mystic Forge finally broke Mister's Workshop. The worst ever design year out of Wizards gave the static abilities on Planeswalker cards, a one-sided Null Rod, a free 8-8 Legend, and a Ley Line that got whacked in a brand new format. Sure believed in their hearts they were helping By pushing the characters in their story arcs So they stopped after like five minutes of testing Oko And moved on to the fake playtest cards And even though Cyrus won a GP with Storm Red and Six Somehow made Legacy worse And this was how cards got sent to the bandless While you could still buy them in packs when you punish your players for playing your game, don't expect them to thank you for give you. The worst ever design year out of Wizards. Didn't even get the fixes right. Ban true name. Ban.